Brought to you by Mountaineer fans for Mountaineer fans, the Country Road Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into Season 5, Episode 148 of the CRW Podcast, our Oklahoma Review and Reaction Edition. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. We're going to get into this West Virginia victory and break it down, offense, defense, and special teams. And then I've got some of your all's tweets that I'm going to feature here at the end of the episode as well. But before we do all that, just kind of want to get into some opening thoughts in regards to this game. And the first opening thought that I have, the thing that keeps coming to my mind, is a date. And that date is January 2nd, 2008. Why is that date significant, you ask? I'll tell you. January 2nd, 2008, one of the better days of my life, happening just a month after one of the Worst days, if not the worst day of my life. Definitely my wor- the worst day of my life as a Mountaineer fan on December 1st, 2007. I'm sure most of you all are familiar with that date. But then January 2nd, 2008 comes, and it almost, you know, it doesn't make up for that thing that happened on December 1st, 2007. But it certainly lessens the blow and allows us to experience some joy that we really need to experience at a time when we really needed to experience it. I think great things came out of that. The Bill Stewart speech still lives on to this day, played in the stadium all the time. I'm sure played on YouTube all the time as well. And then, of course, one of the greatest victories in program history. But it's significant today as we talk, as that was the last time that West Virginia defeated Oklahoma, January 2nd, 2008, being the Fiesta Bowl, the BCS Fiesta Bowl, following the 2007 season, one of the greatest seasons in West Virginia football history. But West Virginia had not beaten Oklahoma since that day. Played them over 10 times, been in the Big 12 Conference since 2012, couldn't find a way to beat Oklahoma. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, it's over. That date is significant for being that victory over Oklahoma, but it's not significant any longer for being the last time that West Virginia defeated Oklahoma because now West Virginia can mark that day down as Saturday, November 12th, 2022. West Virginia finally takes down Oklahoma for the first time as a Big 12 Conference member. And I think going back to that 2008 date, 
it's kind of significant because if you look now, the program's kind of down. You know, everyone is sad. Everyone is upset with the current state of Mountaineer football, much like they were prior to that Fiesta Bowl. And I think, you know, with that Fiesta Bowl, not a lot of people were expecting West Virginia to win that game. And West Virginia came out and did it at a time when the program really needed it, at a time where the fan base was really down and needed something good to happen. And then fast forward to this Saturday, November 12th, 2022, the fan base is really down. There's questions about the coaching staff. There's even a report on college game day leading up to the game about the coach possibly being fired and West Virginia's athletic director along with him. So the state of Mountaineer football, not very good going into the game. And not many people were expecting West Virginia to beat Oklahoma. And they pull it off yet again. You know, it's almost like history repeats itself in, in that way. West Virginia really needed a victory at a time when the program was really down. And I'll tell you what, no matter how much negativity has been going around, you know, the past few weeks and, you know, somewhat rightfully so and all the negative noise and everything, it sure felt good to finally get a victory over Oklahoma, I think. So that's just my main opening thought that I wanted to get to about this game, I think that no matter what you can say about the rest of the season or this season in general, you know, the state of Mountaineer program, as I touched on briefly, they're talking about the dates, you know, whatever it is currently, the one thing that you can't deny is that Saturday was a historic day for West Virginia football and the fans that were there in the stadium and the fans that watched the game in general got to witness, you know, history because it's the first time West Virginia has beaten Oklahoma in the Big 12. So certainly a historic day in Mountaineer football history and one that we were all really excited about and that we're going to continue to cherish moving forward and hopefully West Virginia can build on it. But we'll talk a little bit about the game, you know, break it down stats-wise now. Let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit about the West Virginia offense. I know that's the one thing we want to talk about, especially with uh, what finally happened there at the quarterback position. So let's dive in on the West Virginia offense in this game against Oklahoma. All right, so offensively, let's not bury the lead here. We all know what happened in this game. Garrett Green taking over for JT Daniels at quarterback. Finally, they make the change. We knew JT Daniels had really struggled in recent weeks, excuse me, specifically last week going 8 of 22 for 81 yards. Started off this week similarly. Anything he tried to throw that was, you know, more than five yards downfield, it, it couldn't get – it wasn't accurate. Even his screen passes that he tried to throw, a couple of them, I know one sailed high, and then even the ones that were caught weren't very accurate. Don't know what's going on with him. You know, injury's been brought up as a possibility. Who knows? Don't want to speculate on that one way or the other. But I definitely think something's up, and he was off. And, you know, I tweeted out in that first quarter after, you know, I think, you know, that second or third drive, whatever it was, that at this point it doesn't matter, you know, what it is that's causing this issue you know nobody can really put their finger on what's happened to JT Daniels and why he looks this way you know former four five-star quarterback and you know hindsight now looking back on the game I hate it for him because it looks like he may have his you know he lost his job and you know especially with his story and this maybe being his final chance for the NFL who knows what's gonna happen with his future now and you know that's the downside of it the negative side of it but you know I tweeted out once that you know this few drives happened you got to, You have to pull him no matter what. It doesn't matter the reason now or the way he's struggling. If you want this West Virginia team to win and have their best chance to win, you have to pull him. And I was surprised to see Neil Brown actually did do that, putting Garrett Green 
But Garrett Green has a good couple of drives. Then he goes back to JT Daniels, which I just don't understand. Like, what what was the point of that at all? And, you know, if anything, that probably hurt JT Daniels' confidence even more, getting benched a second time, as then Garrett Green finally took over for the remainder of the second half. But if anything, him putting JT Daniels back in goes to show you, you know, he wouldn't commit after the game to who his starting quarterback would be. I'm expecting it to Garrett Green. I pray it's Garrett Green. I don't know how it couldn't be Garrett Green at this point. But don't rule out Neil Brown possibly rolling with JT Daniels, you know, as the starter still. I don't know. He's shown loyalty to his players. And even in that game, he was showing loyalty beyond what I think a lot of people would have. And I think a lot of that is maybe because of JT and, you know, how they got him to come here and his pedigree and blah, blah, blah. But none of that matters. What matters is winning the game. And um, Jack Garrett Green was giving you the best opportunity to win that, win that football game. And JT Daniels certainly wasn't. And, you know, I don't know if JT Daniels at this point, if he continues to play the way he is, would even give you the best chance if, if it wasn't Garrett Green. You know, at this point, I would almost go Nico or, or Goose Crowder. That's how how bad it's gotten with JT. I like I said, I don't know if it's injury or what it is, but something is certainly way, way off with him, and you hate to see it. But Washington does make the change, finally goes with Garrett Green for the second half, and we'll see how that progresses moving forward. But, you know, the one thing you can say about this game is I think Garrett Green really came out and put on a heck of performance and put the Mountaineer team on his back. And, you know, the one thing that's been said about him is maybe he's not the most talented of the quarterbacks, but it's just something to him. Even watching him, you know, to the naked eye as a fan, you can see people rally around him. He's a really passionate guy. He's got a ton of energy. And just there's something to that when you get on the field. And, you know, our friend Mountaineer Paul brought this up in our postgame show, which if you haven't checked those out, check those out immediately following the West Virginia football games here on YouTube. But one of the things that he had brought up, and, you know, I agree with him on this as well because I thought the same when Neil Brown had made this point you know, earlier in the season. At one point, Neil Brown in a press conference talked about how he didn't believe in players being gamers. And I have to disagree with that wholeheartedly. And I think Garrett Green goes to show you how that's not true. And I think you can look at Mountaineer football history and it'll show you how that's not true. And so that's just, you know, something that's, that stuck out to me as well that I wanted to comment on too because, I mean, you think Pat White wasn't a gamer? I think Pat White's the definition of a gamer. I think, you know, because if Pat White was, you know, the best player in practice, he would have been starting over Ben Nair. And I think much in the same way, you can look at Garrett Green and say that with Jared Dagey. And I don't, I mean, I don't know about JT Daniels because of his pedigree coming in, you know, anybody probably would have made him the starter. But I think it's going to, you know, to show Neil Brown that there there are gamers because when Garrett Green gets in there, things just look better. The whole operation's better. He raises the pl- level of the players around him, you know, makes them play better. And that's something we haven't seen in quite some time. And I think looking back through West Virginia history, there's there's been a ton of gamers. I mean, like I said, Pat White, Skylar Howard was a gamer. You know, there's there's guys that are gamers, and that that's a thing. You know, in football, I disagree with Neil Brown saying that there's not gamers because uh, there certainly is. And I think Garrett Green came out and showed you that in this game. And I hopefully Neil Brown isn't blind to that, and you know doesn't base it solely on, oh, well, JT had a better week of practice. We're going to roll with him as the starter because I think everything looked better with Garrett Green in there just as a whole how the team operates. But let's look at some of the numbers offensively now that we've got that big talking point out of the way that I know everybody wanted to touch on. And so that's just kind of where I stand on it. Big Garrett Green fan, something to him. You know, Bradley called it in the postgame show, the it factor, and I think that that's a good good term for it. You know, Garrett Green just has something to him that you really can't put your finger on, so maybe you can call it the it factor or whatever. But like I said, it, it just seemed that the whole team's energy, the level of play went up. Even the the crowd in the stadium, the energy seemed to be um, higher once Garrett Green was in there and he was leading those drives and the passion that he showed. And 
I think even looking at his post-game comments to me, you know, talking about loving this state, loving this university, doesn't care if he's in there for a play or a series. He just wants to make a play because, you know, he, he wants to win for the state and the university. That's the type of guy that I want leading the team. And, you know, even looking after the game, jumping up into the crowd, singing country roads, and you can tell he's really loving it and soaking that moment in. And I, th- I think that that's just a guy that I would love to see leading the West Virginia Mountaineers. So that's my take on it. Hopefully we'll see it, but we'll see what happens uh, moving forward with the quarterback situation. Offensively for the Mountaineers in this game, pretty strong performance overall. 7 of 19 on third downs, pick up 25 first downs in the game, 4 of 5 on fourth down. So that's really big there. They really outplayed Oklahoma on those important, you know, conversion downs, both third and fourth down offensively and defensively. Talk about the defense here in a bit, but four or five on fourth downs all offensively. That's great. Total yards, 406 total yards. And how about this for balance? The West Virginia Mountaineers pass for 203 yards and run for 203 yards. So exactly perfectly balanced. But you could tell they were definitely trying to lean on the run. And I think maybe with what this team has right now, that's their best uh, route for success, particularly if you've got Garrett Green in there and you can actually run the option side, you know, of the read option that West Virginia, you know, always shows with those RPO plays, but never has a quarterback that can pull it. So you're just either handing it to the back or throwing the pass. There's no threat of that third option. But now with Garrett Green, you do. And we saw how effective that was in this game as he ran for over 100 yards and the team ran for over 200 yards total. And West Virginia ran the ball 53 times in the game. And, you know, so that's something you wanted to see West Virginia trying to control the clock in this game. And they definitely did that. Run the ball for 53 times allowed them to have 37 minutes in time of possession, a 37-minute, 15-second advantage to Oklahoma's 22 and 45 minutes. So that was big for West Virginia in this game to win the time of possession battle, um, and they definitely did that. Um, You know, despite losing the turnover battle, West Virginia finds a way to win, and I think the run game was a big point uh, there on offense as as to why, as I said, you know, 53 times running the ball, that's that's awesome. But uh, Garrett Green, you know, did show some things passing the ball as well, especially at times, you know, that one fourth down where he fitted in between three defenders to Sam James there um, late in the game. That was important play. And, you know, we've seen him make some good throws throughout the game. So I really um, think that the the passing needs to improve for Garrett Green for sure. But he definitely has the talent to be able to do it. I just think he needs to prove on his reads and get more comfortable, you know, things like that. And hopefully, you know, We'll get to see him start these final two games of the season and get some experience doing that. And who knows, maybe could lead into a big year for him next year, um, no matter what happens within the program, which is a whole other topic we're not going to touch on now. But individually, individual stats offensively in this game, JT Daniels, while he was in there, 7-12, 65 yards and an interception. So, you know, kind of similar to his numbers last game, as I said, 8-22, of 22, 81 yards. And I think he had an interception in that one as well. Um, while he's in there, 7-12, 65 yards and interception. Something's off. Don't know what it is. Definitely not himself. Definitely not the same quarterback we saw in the first couple games of the season. So in his place, Garrett Green comes in and passing the football. Does a good job. Over 50% throwing the ball. 12 of 22, 138 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. 95 quarterback rating. So not a bad job throwing the football. But where he really killed Oklahoma is running the football. We saw Oklahoma struggle with running quarterbacks earlier in the year. I know Adrian Martinez of Kansas State had a monster game against the Sooners and West Virginia. You know, Garrett Green does the same as he has an excellent day running the football. 14 carries, 119 yards, 8.5 yards per carry, and two touchdowns against the Sooners. So awesome job running the football. You know, a lot of that, some of those were designed, some of those were off of scrambles, but he just he's really tough. And, you know, he's one of the faster players on the team a lot of people don't realize. You know, the coaching staff have talked about his speed reaching, you know, 20, 21, 22 miles per hour on the GPS 
uh, tracking vests that they wear during practice, which is, you know, kind of one of the top speeds. Your top speed guys are going to hit that 20, those 21, 23 miles an hour. And he's up there. So he's up there with your faster guys on the team. But he also showed in this game, he's a really tough runner as well, breaking tackles and, um, you know, really fighting for yardage. And I think that's what you, you like for him. You just see awesome effort from Garrett Green. And I think his performance definitely, you can't say enough about it. And Tony Mathis coming back from injury. You know, I know it's an elbow injury that a lot of people say would knock most people out for the season, but Tony Mathis fighting back, carries the ball 23 times, 53 yards. Justin Johnson, limited action, seven carries, 23 yards, had a fumble. Don't think he played after that, so he may still be a little banged up as well, but seven carries, 23 yards while he was in there. And then we saw Jalen Anderson, four carries, 12 yards. And then, of course, Sam James, one carry, five yards, but got to mention that one because it's very important on a uh, – fourth down fake punt, which we'll talk about when we talk about the defense and special teams. But Sam James, I thought, was a standout player in this game for West Virginia offensively. Don't want to go without mentioning his performance as we get into the receiving numbers now. He was the leading receiver yardage-wise. Three catches, 90 yards, and made plays, like I said, in special teams. He's also a gunner on, on the punt on the punt team there on special teams. But offensively, they found the ball, you know, found ways to get him the ball. He was the one guy that, you know, made a couple catches downfield. Awesome catch where he went up and got it late in the game. Another catch on a crossing route early on Garrett Green's first drive, I believe it was. Both of those over 30-plus yards, I believe. So he ended up with 90 receiving yards on the game. But, um, you know, more to talk about him when we get to special teams. But I thought he was really a standout player for the West Virginia Mountaineers and a big reason that they were able to secure their first-ever Big 12 win over Oklahoma and their first time beating the Sooners since 2008. And Sam James played a big part in that. And, you know, he's been a favorite of mine since his freshman year in 2019. And he's had his ups and downs, and sometimes people have harped on him. So I definitely wanted to make a point to shout him out here when he had such a great performance and was such a key cog in a West Virginia victory. So shout out to Sam James, who's quietly had an awesome West Virginia career, you know, if you look at the numbers. And hopefully maybe he'll come back for one more year. I think he has the ability to utilize that COVID year if he wants. So we'll see what happens. Uh, But then you got Caden Prather, six catches, 59 yards. And then Bryce Ford Whedon, seven catches, 36 yards. The standout one being the touchdown that he went up and got on the fade ball to the end zone. So that's just a little bit about my thoughts about the West Virginia offense in this game against Oklahoma. I think that, you know, we saw the offense bounce back from a couple, you know, well, a bad performance and then a bad second half against TCU and then a bad performance offensively against Iowa State. And I'm glad to see the coaching staff be willing to make the changes to provide a spark in that offense that they needed to have a chance in this game. But I still think the offense needs to improve a little bit. Um, looks like you're going to be out with, you know, James Commander's gone for the season. We already know C.J. Donaldson, Michael Laughlin. So some injuries have been there. But good to see these young guys that are having to play now not only get some experience but thrive and help West Virginia, you know, to their first lead to their first victory against Oklahoma as, you know, a conference member in the Big 12. And, you know, the tight ends, can't fail to mention those guys. As I said, Michael Laughlin's been out for the season, so you've seen a lot of Palindi and Traylon Davis. And West Virginia used a lot of 12 personnel in this game, both those guys on the field at the same time. And I thought they did a great job helping West Virginia in the run game break some things on the Garrett Green runs and the other plays as well. So definitely didn't want to go without mentioning them as well here as we talk about the offense. But wrapping up that conversation, Hopefully see more of Garrett Green moving forward and hopefully see uh, more strong offensive performances because West Virginia is going to need it as they seek bowl eligibility here. Two games remaining. West Virginia has to win them both to be able to reach a bowl game here on the uh, 2022 season. So we'll see what happens. But offensively, uh, great performance sparked by Garrett Green and a balanced performance, 406 total yards, 203 passing, 203 rushing. And, you know, it leads to a West Virginia victory. 
But let's talk about uh, this West Virginia defense. All right, so defense and special teams, I think, you know, we're also a big part of the West Virginia victory. As you can see, West Virginia holding Oklahoma to, well, the defense actually holding Oklahoma to 18 points as two of those came on a missed extra point by West Virginia. Well, mishandled, I should say, I guess, on the snap that Oklahoma was able to run back for a two-point conversion. So the defense holding Oklahoma to 18 points. And one thing that I've got to say is uh, we were really harping on Jordan Leslie a lot this season and how bad this West Virginia defense has been you know, through the first part of the season, and rightfully so. But I think here late in the season, we've seen them play some of their best football in the past, you know, couple games. And that's been no easy feat for Jordan Leslie to be able to pull that off because looking at this defense, they have suffered a ton of injuries. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, Charles Woods, of course, we know he's out most of the season. He came back for a game or two, been out again since. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. Seems like they may try and go for that redshirt from him as he's played in under four games. Uh, Jacoby Spells has been out at times. Rashad Ajayi, another Mountaineer cornerback, has been out at times. Wesley McCormick, the other cornerback, has been out at times. So you've had all of your cornerbacks that you planted on, you know, playing a lot of time at the position be injured at one time or the other, and you've had to have guys step up at the position, guys like Malachi Ruffin, and that he's played an extensive part in the Mountaineers, you know, secondary this season that I didn't think they expected, you know, even being a starter at times and playing a major role here late in the season. And so you're having to have guys step up like that. And then you've had injuries in the linebacker court and on the D-line as well, not to mention position changes. Lance Dixon, who started the season as one of your wheel linebackers, is now your starter at your spear safety position um, there with Davis Mallinger injured, and they're not wanting to play Raleigh Collins anymore, so he can redshirt as well under that four-game limit. So you get Lance Dixon finally back from injury, who's been injured most of the season as well. He's playing a different role now at spear, and you've had players step up, but I think it's – Definitely a testament to, you know, Jordan Leslie's ability to adjust on the fly that this defense has improved despite, you know, suffering a multitude of injuries and how much they struggled early in the season. The defense has improved throughout the season with a mixed bag of who knowing who's going to be out there on the field even week to week with so many injuries they've suffered. And particularly in that struggling secondary, I've been very impressed with how it's, you know, improved despite the fact of, you know, you only get Charles Woods back in some spot action along the way, and you're playing, you know, a former walk-on in Malachi Ruffin extensively there. But they've been making plays, you know, in the past couple of games, and more importantly, they've make, been making stops. And I think the way that that stands out most in, in this game against Oklahoma, and as bad as this Oklahoma team is, you know, the worst Oklahoma team Virginia has played in Big 12 Conference play, let's face it, they have had a strong offense this season, and the West Virginia defense really showed up in this game. You know, I talked about the West Virginia offense having success on conversion downs, third and fourth down. How about the West Virginia defense? Listen to this. One of 11, the Oklahoma offense was on third downs and 0 of 2 on fourth downs. That's almost unheard of. That's an outstanding job by this West Virginia defense on conversion downs, and that may be the key reason they were able to hold Oklahoma to 18 points because Oklahoma actually you know, put up decent numbers with 426 total yards, 190 passing, uh, ran the ball for 236 yards. So if you go on – one talk one thing negatively about this defense performance in this game. It's they need to be able to stop the run a little bit better. I think particularly up the middle this season, they've been gashed a lot in the run game. So hopefully, you know, they make note of that. And maybe um, especially with Kansas State coming up on the schedule, they need to be able to uh, stop the run 
because that's going to be a big part in that game. But that's the one thing I can say negatively. But other than that, it's almost all positive for the West Virginia defense, which is, I think, the first time you can say that all season. And this has got to be their best performance of the season as well. But the one negative, as I said, the rushing game, Oklahoma does run for over 200 yards. And Eric Gray, who has been a force all season, give credit where credit is due, the Oklahoma running back's a star player. But 25 carries, 211 yards, two touchdowns. So that's the one negative you can say about the defense. But other than that, they did a decent job in the Oklahoma receivers. Marvin Mims, who's a good player, going to get his, does end up with four catches, 98 yards, but you hold him over under 100 yards, and you hold the Oklahoma passing game to under 200 yards. So that's good in general. I think they did a good job there. And I also think maybe, who knows, the weather may have helped out a little bit as well. But Oklahoma late you know, made some questionable decisions as well. Let's not fail to mention that. Um I know it was fourth and two, and they decided to kick the field goal. The announcers were questioning. I know a lot of the Oklahoma fans were questioning, especially with their success in the run game. Maybe just try and run for those two yards. Or if, if you're going to do anything and not do that, maybe punt the ball and try and pin us back deep. Instead, they kick the field goal and miss it. West Virginia gets the ball back just over six minutes left, never gives it up, kicks the game-winning field goal with Casey Leg. But as I bring up that Casey Leg field goal, I'll transition into discussing the West Virginia special teams a little bit here as well. Um, and I think special teams, it comes away as a net positive, of course, when you get a game-winning field goal and some of the plays that West Virginia had. But you definitely got to mention the one negative play, of course. I mentioned it briefly earlier. West Virginia muffs, you know, or mishandles, I guess you should say, the snap on an extra point. And Oklahoma ultimately comes up with it and runs it back for a two-point conversion. So that's definitely a negative play that you can't have on special teams. But besides that, West Virginia with three Really awesome positive plays that were keys to this West Virginia victory. And we got to mention all three here that make special teams a net positive for West Virginia in this game, as it has kind of been a positive for the Mountaineers all season. I will say special teams has been a bright spot for a majority of this season, um, I do believe, for the Mountaineers. But the three plays in this game that really stand out to me, Sam James with a big kick return late there um, in the second quarter that allowed the Mountaineers to get a scoring drive with under one minute remaining, Garrett Green leads, you know, a 59-second drive, I believe it was, to get some points before the half. But Sam James, a big reason why, as he uh, took the kickoff back, I think, to near the Oklahoma 40-yard line, only the kicker barely brought him down. Great play there by Sam James. And he's also involved in the other key play on special teams. Mentioned it briefly a little bit earlier. Fourth down on the, in third quarter late in the game. West Virginia needing to tie the game, trailing 20-13. to 13. Fourth and five, they run a fake punt. It's a direct snap to Sam James. He goes outside zone to the right, looking to go outside. Oklahoma kind of over-pursues, so he's wise enough to know that if he hits, you know, puts his foot in the ground and gets upfield, he can get the five yards for the first down. He does that, and he's definitely fast enough to do so. Makes a key play in the game for the West Virginia Mountaineers. As I mentioned, he did a lot in this game. And then, of course, the third big play is Casey Legg who remains perfect on field goal attempts this season. Can't say enough about Casey Legg and how great he's been this season. And his 13th field goal, I believe it was, to make him 13-13 on the year, if I'm not mistaken, is a game winner to give West Virginia their first Big 12 win over Oklahoma in the 23-20 victory. So that's just kind of my breakdown there, offense, defense, special teams of the West Virginia victory over Oklahoma. Super excited to see the Mountaineers finally grab another victory and how sweet it is that it comes over Oklahoma. So West Virginia no longer at the Big 12 basement at least. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're in the tiebreaker over Oklahoma and Iowa State lost again. So West Virginia, you know, at two 
and five is ranked ahead of Iowa State and at least Oklahoma for now. We'll see how that plays out. But West Virginia may not finish as the last place team in the Big 12 after all with this big victory over Oklahoma and still remains alive for bowl eligibility with two games remaining against, you know, two of the tougher teams in the conference. But let's not rule out uh, what can happen, especially with the spark at quarterback with Garrett Green. But super excited for a West Virginia victory and hopeful for the rest of the season. That being said, let's take a look at some of your tweets and some of your thoughts following this Mountaineer victory. All right, so we like to do this at times for the review and reaction podcast throughout the season. Done it a couple times throughout the season, and I felt like this was a really good time to do it again, just kind of solicit some of your thoughts and then feature them here on the podcast. So that's what we're going to do here now. As I put out this tweet uh, Sunday following the West Virginia victory, as it reads, uh, Mountaineer Nation, it's the morning after the first ever Big 12 win over Oklahoma for WVU. There's now a quarterback controversy, plus Pete Thamel reporting on College Game Day about Shane Lyons and head coach Neil Brown. So reply with your thoughts on the state of WVU football below, and we will feature some on the podcast, which you're now listening to that episode now or viewing it. And before I get into showing some of these, I will pull these up and share them on the screen for you guys that are on the YouTube side. But I wanted to mention for you guys that are watching the video version of this episode, we really appreciate you guys tuning in here to Season 5, Episode 148 of the CRW Podcast, our Oklahoma Review and Reaction Edition. But if you're tuning in on the video side, do us a favor. Scroll down there, get that thumbs up, hit that like button for us. That'll help this video's performance and help future videos' performances as well. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're listening on the audio side, which you can find on any podcast platform you like there, just search Country Roads Webcast. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, leave us a rating. That really helps us there. And you can find our episodes on our YouTube on the Country Roads webcast or on the WV Sports Now YouTube as we are part of their podcast network there. You can find it on the web at WVSportsNow.com. A lot of great Mountaineer football content. I'm really appreciative of them as well. Didn't want to fail to mention that to you guys. But now that I've got that out of the way, let's pull up some of your tweets here and uh, that you responded here. We appreciate you guys always chiming in here. Let me pull this up. All right. So first we've got Eddie Young here at Eddie the ear fan on Twitter. Um, he says, I think most people want Neil Brown to succeed. I think he gets another year. If we start losing, he's gone mid season. All right, Eddie, appreciate you chiming in there. And then we got Mountaineer maniac. Number one at David. Woe two, five, two, seven, six, zero, zero, two on Twitter. Well, I think our program will be fine. As long as we got a mobile quarterback, we got to give Neil one more year with the talent that's coming next year, in my opinion. So, uh, first couple of comments, as you see there, this really this victory over Oklahoma and perhaps you know some of the young players, particularly Gary Green's performance, got people thinking maybe Neil Brown should get one more season. So that's interesting there. And then we got Denny here at Denny Dirty Money on Twitter. There is no quarterback controversy. It's Garrett Green the, re- the rest of the way. If head coach Neil Brown can't understand that, then it's time to go. Interesting point as well. I think I would agree with that one myself as well, Denny. So appreciate you chiming in. And then we get C Taylor at C Taylor 72301686 on Twitter. As long as Garrett Green is the starter, I feel confident that we can compete in any game. He just adds that extra dimension to the offense that we have been desperate for. Perfectly said, C Taylor. That kind of um, coincides right, you know, goes hand in hand with what I said earlier about Garrett Green and, you know, him having the it factor that I, you know, kind of stole from Brad there on the post game show but 
I, I think so. There's something to his game, you know, the passion and everything that he shows. He's he's a fan favorite already, and I think he really just raises the level of play of the offense. So I'd agree with you there. And then lastly here, we got Timbo at T Caston on Twitter. While, yes, he had an outstanding game, take a step back and look at the defense we were playing against. You can't, after one game in the pouring rain against a really bad Oklahoma team, say we can compete in any game our quarterback hasn't lost us games. Our secondary can't stop anyone. So, hey, there you go, Timbo. Appreciate you chiming in and bringing some levity to the situation as well. Um, definitely, that's that's a good point. This is not you know one of the better Oklahoma defenses that West Virginia has faced. I'm um, in the Big 12. It's actually, you know, maybe the worst. And that's, you know, an Oklahoma defense that has struggled in recent years as well. So, you know, good to point that out. But I definitely think there's something to what Garrett Green b- brought. And, you know, as far as secondary not being able to stop anyone, that has been the case most of the season. And the Oklahoma receivers were behind at times. Uh, the Mountaineer secondary, so that's something to watch moving forward as well. So hopefully the secondary um, can, you know, get enough stops like they did in this game and particularly on conversion downs and maybe force some turnovers. You know, West Virginia didn't force any turnovers in this game. So that's a way to, I think, address your secondary problems and try and make up for them a little bit, which luckily didn't hurt you in this game against Oklahoma. Ultimately, it's a net positive on defense for West Virginia in this game. I think their best defensive performance of the season, as I said. But those were some of the thoughts from uh, Mountaineer Nation on Twitter. And we appreciate you guys chiming in there and responding to the Country Roads webcast uh, community there can you try and grow that throughout Mountaineer Nation and having said that you guys that are tuned in here on the video side leave us a comment on your thoughts on the game the quarterback controversy the report from Pete Thamel anything that you have there as well Uh, we appreciate the interaction there here on YouTube and that helps as well so reply with your thoughts in the comments as well and like I said earlier if you haven't already whether you're watching our YouTube or the WV Sports Now YouTube Give that like button a click. That'll really help this video's performance and help future videos' performances as well. And hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're on Apple Podcasts there, leave us a rating. That'll help as well. But that'll pretty much get ready to wrap us up here on Season 5, Episode 148 of the CRW Podcast. Wanted to remind you guys, basketball season's in uh, full swing now as well for West Virginia. So the CRW Hoops Pod's up. Got one episode of that out already. Going to have the second episode of that dropping. So give those a listen if you haven't already. And we're doing post-game shows for you guys here on YouTube as well on the video side. So post-game reaction shows immediately following the basketball games. That'll be up. I think we got one coming uh, Tuesday. So we'll have one of those out uh, for that as well. And then, of course, the post-game shows for football will continue for the final two games of the season and be on the lookout for the Oklahoma I mean, not Oklahoma, excuse me, um, Kansas State, rather, a preview podcast, which will be Season 5, Episode 149 of the CRW Podcast, coming later this week. Other than that, um, for you guys on the YouTube side, going to have the Snap Counts uh, feature out soon and the Weekly Player Grades feature. So plenty of content coming from us here at the Country Roads webcast as football season's winding down, basketball season gearing up, but both sports coexisting right now in this small period. So extra content for you guys out in Mountaineer Nation that just can't get enough WVU content. Come over to the Country Roads webcast, whether you're on the audio side, subscribe there. Or if you're on the video side, subscribe there as well. And vice versa if you've tuned in on one and haven't tuned in on the other. But we appreciate you any way that you do tune in to the Country Roads webcast and appreciate you taking in this episode as well. Having said that, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...